0: And today, where are we off to? Well, Sally Lucas is going to take us to Amsterdam. We're also going to go to Lake Air and yeah, find out a few more bits and pieces about the travel world as well as the hot deals in the travel marketplace at the moment. Are we going over to Europe first off, Sally Lucas? We are. We're heading to that...
1: It's sort of romantic
0: as a destination, isn't well, it? Well,
1: it? it's an interesting city, of course, and it's got lots of waterways, so where could we be? A few cities in Europe have got lots of waterways, haven't they? This is one of the
0: cooler ones. <laughs> yes,
1: canal waterways. So this is Amsterdam, and we haven't really talked much about Holland or Amsterdam for, for quite some time. So there was an interesting article in one of the travel magazines recently, and I was reading it, and, and like all cities, things change, you know, so you may have been 20 years ago. But like, I can remember first going to London thinking how dingy, dark and horrible, and the pubs were all dark, and now London's totally, well, the Olympics did that for them. They really brightened everything up, redid their underground, their tubes, pubs had little cafes in them, outdoor seats, you know, things that just weren't there once. And I think all cities go through that remorphing or, you know, morphing into something different as they move along, which Amsterdam has done as well. Um, so apparently one of these places here, which sounds really interesting in Amsterdam, where you can uh, sample Michelin-starred street food, which sounds oh, unusual, doesn't does it? does sound interesting. So it says here that you can take your taste buds on a culinary excursion to Dutch and international flavours at Food Holland. or And it's a former tram depot turned into an indoor food market in a- Amsterdam's. It's apparently quite a hip area called Oud West. And it's got a highly curated lineup of 21 stalls. And it's headed up by a Michelin starred chef as well, mm. um, Peter Gast apparently, and they serve all sorts of interesting snacks. One of them here, as they say, is a bitter ball filled with a choice of Dutch shrimp, mm-hmm. bouillabaisse, or truffle, or Dutch seafood, crispy soft shell crab bow buns, and, and they have a couple of bars there as well where they make some really interesting cocktails. So there you go. So that's something a little bit different, isn't it? That certainly is. And another area they're saying is a popular haunt for creative students and uh, has been for a while since the 60s. But again, it's morphed into something better. And it means really just the pipe, de peep or de pipe. Is, I don't think the Dutch pronounce it that way. But it has apparently a neighbourhood there, very culturally diverse, strewn with Middle Eastern eateries and record stores and all manner of quirky shops, bars, and restaurants. And they say even bringing a taste of Melbourne is a Little Collins. A little one of the little cafes there, and they said it's a fantastic brunch uh, spot with the best flat white this person had had in Europe in months. (laughs) Good old Australians, we know how to make our coffee, don't we?
0: Well, flat white is a particular Antipodean invention. It is. So it's it nice certainly is. Moving
1: and they say, you know, they can even get dark and pork belly congee and all sorts of things there. But of course, then you've got lots of other things there. You've got bicycles, of course. So you know, you can put your pedal to the metal and go cycling if you would so desire. And there's lots of things you can do there. Lots of lovely bike city tours you can do with a local guide as well. Um, if you wanted to look at something like that, there's a, a guy called Mike's Bikes, and he can you. You can look at Mike's Bikes BikesToursAmsterdam.com and you'll get some information if you're interested in doing a guided tour. And then, of course, you've got the famous museums, you know, the old and the new masters there. So, and it's a very creative city. So, you've got the 19th Century Museum Square and it's flanked by three of the city's most revered art institutions, of course the Rijksmuseum and it's marking the 350th anniversary of Rembrandt's death uh, with a host of special exp- expedition expeditions exhibitions, <laughs> sorry, exhibitions including Long Live Rembrandt and it's featuring hundreds of works by local artists honouring this Dutch legend as well and you can visit the Contemporary Masters at the Stedelijk Lake Museum which is home to of of works by modern artists and then just a few strides away you've got the van Gogh museum as well so you can't be you know you're not short for for history and museums are you when you go there as well and if you don't don't want to just do that if you go a few more paces to the southern end of the museum uh, place you can also see the Dutch uh, Philharmonic Orchestra which can um, performers in the neoclassical building, the concert building there. And it's regarded as having some of the best acoustics in the world other than Vienna's Musikverein. Um, and every Wednesday, barring July and August, they offer a free lunchtime concert mm. in the main hall at 12.30pm. And apparently you sink into red velvet chairs as a roll call of Dutch and international musicians jam it out on stage. And they do everything from orchestral rehearsals to students' performing etc so that'd be fantastic wouldn't it yeah, that's um, great. and then they've got they call Bruin or Brown Cafes and they are to Amsterdam what pubs are to London they're little local watering holes and they have very dark wooden interiors and in, in the colder months crackling fireplaces and candles dripping wax they so, say so, so where locals love to have, have a drink and kick back so plenty of nice beer of course that they have over there as well um, and again it's got one of the oldest botanical gardens in the world as well the botanicus, It's teeming with lush green plant life, including a staggering amount of 6,000 exotic plants, everything from a 2,000-year-old agave cactus to a 300-year-old eastern cape giant cycad. Mm-hmm. and it's uh, right on the canal there, so and it's got wonderful green glass glass greenhouses and conservatories, on-site cafe, etc. and, of course, it's very photogenic and it's a great place to unwind, maybe when you've gotten through all the history and the food and everything else that you can do. So, yeah, and it's also what you can buy now. A lot of uh, people have these sort of things out, but this is a purchase. It's not a free, but they have a, an Amsterdam City Card. So if you're interested in getting information on that, it's just you go I Amsterdam. Dot com, and you'll find lots of information. You can buy anything from a 24-hour up to a 120-hour and you pay for that online and what you're getting then is entry to nearly all museums, um, you know, all attractions, public transport, you get a free canal cruise thrown in there as well, lots of discounts, it's really worthwhile having a look at and that way you can sort of plan in advance and you can actually book too because they have slotted times for some of the museums because they're so busy and you can actually, once you've bought your card, you can slot your time in that you want to visit the museums as well.
0: Talking Travel
1: and Sally Lucas, uh, before we go, oh, are we going to Lake Eyre now? Yeah, we'll go to Lake Air now. And then we'll go back to Europe. And then we'll go back to Europe. Excellent. We'll give everyone a break from Europe just for a minute.
0: Lake Eyre has got a certain mystique about it.
1: There's something in the air. And I love in the air like John Paul Young. But anyway, though, there is water in the air, and that is even more important because this is a natural wonder or one of our country's natural wonders. So those awful floodwaters that are awful when they occur, though, it then helps this lake fill up. So Cyclone, Trevor, that caused that devastation in Queensland earlier this year is bringing life now downstream into this arid area around what they call Katitanda or Lake Air. and it hasn't filled since 1974. Mm. but it's hit the 80% coverage mark this month. And all these waters come down, of course, through the Diamantina and the um, Georgina rivers. So migratory birds in the thousands are there at the moment because they're attracted by the fish and the crustaceans, etc., that come with the floodwaters. So if you really want to see this spectacle, we recommend that you do it this year while you've got so much water and you're going to see so much wildlife.
0: So there has been water in Lake Eyre a number on a number of there years. There has. This is fuller than it it's has been, been for previously. quite some
1: time. Yes. Wow. So it's quite remarkable. And of course, one of the best ways you can see it is from the air. Lake Air from the air, so you can see the water in the air. Um, I better not do this for any longer, had I. Um, but you've got air, airlines or you know small airline companies operating out of Kuba PD, Wilpena Pound, etc. There's a few different ones there. There's I think it's called Air Wilpena and Wrights Air, and there's another one, Kirkhope Aviation, and they do wonderful uh, tours. You can do longer ones too. Like if you don't just want to do that, you'll find some of these companies will offer a more extended flight tour if you like of, of the area so just consider it because i just think while well, it is like it is what a wonderful time to see it now also i just thought i'd mention a little tip there is a company or a, a website you can go on to called global greeters and these are people who are just proud and passionate about their cities where they will take you on a mini tour around their city for free and there's a whole range of cities if you want to look at the website of Global Greeters, and you get to see the town with a local that's passionate about their particular city. So that's what a great idea. Isn't so it? So that's greeter as in someone who greets. Someone yes. who greets, yes. Yeah, yeah. So Global Greeters. Yes. Just Google that and you'll find that no problem at all. Um, the other thing too, well, I was going to talk about was, because I had a lot of people doing this this year, is the Colosseum in Rome. Mm-hmm. And there's a few different ways you can do it. So, number one, of course, though, remember the gruesome fact about it was that more than 9,000 animals and 2,000 people were killed in the 100 days of conquest to mark its inauguration in 80 AD.
0: Mm. Wow. A bit of a sacrifice. A
1: huge sacrifice. So we won't be seeing any of that happening anymore, of course. Um, I always suggest that you don't go in the summer months. I mean, it's very hot, Q queues and more queues. Um, I would suggest the low season when it's cooler and quieter. Obviously, I mean, sometimes you can't choose when you've got to go, but if you can, go out of the peak season. Um, And the Coliseum is open from 8.30 to um, one hour before sunset every day, except Christmas Day, New Year's Day and their Labor Day, which is May 1. Um, And as of this year, you must reserve a time slot um, and it will be allocated that once you book a tour because they cap it at 3,000 visitors. And That's still a lot, isn't it?
0: Is that in a day or at any any
1: one time? At, in, in a well, at, oh, at a time.
0: At a time. So there would be yeah, there would Huge. be a lot of people visiting in a day, wouldn't there? Yes,
1: absolutely. Now, you normally you can just get a ticket that includes your limited access to the Colosseum floors as well as entry to the Roman Forum and the Palatine, which you can do. And I said you really do need to book in advance, but you can upgrade to a different tour, which is what a lot of people are choosing to do now, where you can go underground, so you're really going down below to see exactly what it was like. In those days, when they were using the animals, etc., and so you do a, a guided tour of the amphitheatre, which takes about ninety minutes, and then you go through what they call the hypogeum or the dungeon, where the animals and gladiators were caged, and then you learn all about how the lifts and the trapdoors, you know, that brought the beasts and the gladiators into the actual fighting arena, and you actually stand on the reconstructed arena where once hundreds of thousands of people met met their doom, I guess. Mm. And the other thing you can do for a little bit of a spine-tingling experience um, without the crowds is you can join a guided night tour and you can see it at all its ancient archways illuminated etc and that's about a 75 minute tour Um, and then usually at the end of it they then you it's an independent type thing at the end they don't take you back to the hotel, you have to get to a meeting point and they'll give you the address of that meeting point. It's outside, I can't remember the name of the metro but it's near a metro station and then at the end you're then free to walk along the, the sacred way of course or the Via Sacra as it's called towards the Roman Forum and they say that's one of the best places if you sort of go about 200 metres after you've left, turn around and it's the best uh, vantage point if you want a really great photo because you'll see then the, uh, the ruined columns and the terracotta brick foundations of the Temple of Venus and Roma with the Colosseum in the background. So you'll get a a fabulous photo as well. So, yeah, it's just, it's a thing that you should include if you're going to be obviously going to Rome. But as I said, there are different ways you can do it. Certain tickets where it says, you know, you you miss the queue, you pay, there's different prices for whatever way you want to do it. But obviously to jump the queue is a good way to do it. You can do the same with the Tours of the Vatican too. Mm. You know, a similar situation where you do need to, and you do need to book that as well.
0: And we are talking travel with Sally Lucas. It's time for the hot deals in the travel marketplace at the moment. What have you got for us today? Well, I think we'd all like to
1: escape winter for a few weeks, wouldn't we? (laughs) Now we're into it. We want to get away from it. (laughs) So if you want to soak up the northern European sun and those lovely long summer nights, you've got some wonderful savings at the moment, really reduced savings on the luxury cruises on one of the Cunard Queens, of course, you know, the QE or the Queen Victoria, and they're doing something interesting itineraries. These are in August and September. They're all around about the 14-night duration. Just to give you an idea of some of them, though there's one called the Baltic Highlights. It's on the 11th of August. It's going to Skagen in Denmark, then Copenhagen, onto St Petersburg, and they give you overnight in St Petersburg, which is great. Um, then on to Helsinki, Stockholm, and then Warnemund in Germany. These are all ex-Southampton, by the way. There's another one on the Queen Victoria on the 23rd of August. It's also 14 nights, and it's going to Norway. Uh, and to Oslo, uh, then into Klaipeda in Lithuania, Visby in Sweden, Tallinn in Estonia, St. Petersburg again overnight, and then into Poland before back to Southampton. Um, and then there's another one on the 20th of September, also into Germany, into Warnemünde, Helsinki, again St. Petersburg, Tallinn in Estonia, Riga in Latvia. In Copenhagen, so that's interesting and then they've got a couple that are doing, one's around the British Isles on the 11th of August and it's going to Newcastle uh, Edinburgh and they cruise past what they call Bass Rock and the Isle of May before they go on to Inverness cruise by the Isle of Skye then they go into Greenock uh, which is like the closest port for Glasgow Belfast, Liverpool and then Guernsey. And then the other one does Iceland as well. So you're going to go into Stornoway in Scotland, then you're going to go right round... Um about four or five different ports in um, Iceland, including Reykjavik, and then back to Greenock in Glasgow, Dublin, back to Southampton, and that's also in September. They've got some fantastic savings on those if you're interested in a quick getaway um, and that you still haven't planned and you think that sounds – I think they all sound fantastic, to be quite honest, but anyway. um, Or, if you want, completely opposite direction, you can go to South America. Um, and go to Peru. There's a great super deal on there at the moment. It's 11 days, but you can extend if you wish, and you can also upgrade. There's some special add-ons to business class at a reduced rate if you wish as well. Now, this is from under $4,000. It departs daily. It's an independent itinerary ex-Australia, and you're going to Lima, the Sacred Valley, Machu Picchu, Cusco, Puno Lake, Titicaca. But as I said, you can extend if you so desire, and that is including return air, as I've mentioned, all your sightseeing, good standard Accommodation, you're getting all your breakfasts, two dinners, and two lunches. So that's really great value for money. Hawaii, Hawaii Smiles and Polynesian Isles. Now, this is valid just till the 29th of June. It's a cruise departing on the 30th of September with a one-way fare into Honolulu with Qantas. One night pre-cruise in Honolulu and then you go from Honolulu down to the beautiful uh, Polynesian areas of Bora Bora, Papiete, Morea. Then you pop on down to Wellington and Picton before disembarking in Sydney. And that's a 20-night cruise on the Ovation of the Seas and that starts leading price from under $4,500. And this is another one of those lovely fly land cruise ones we love, Jane. It's a 22-night holiday package that you can samba from Rio to Italy. So this one, you're flying into uh, Brazil with, with Qantas and then you have a night in Rio and in a four-star hotel including breakfast and then you're doing a 19-night cruise that leaves and goes up uh, into um, Tenerife, Santa Cruz, the Madeira, Madeira Island, Cadiz in, in Spain, Barcelona, uh, Lisbon, um Genoa, Marseille, it's a really interesting itinerary, uh, Marseille, sorry, then Genoa It finishes in Genoa, and that's return air with, um, in, with um, Qantas into Brazil and home with Emirates out of Genoa. So that is a really great one as well. And that starts, from, again, from under 4,500 lead-in per person. And this is just a little quick one if you wanted to go to Abu Dhabi. It's got so much happening there now with the, their Louvre and everything that's happening in Abu Dhabi these days. This is on sale to the 31st of July, valid travel for now till 30 September. You're staying on the Corniche, which is one of the most prestigious districts of Abu Dhabi on the sea coast. At the Sofitel Abu Dhabi Corniche. Um, beautiful, beautiful property, five-star property. It's just five nights and your airfare. Again, you can stay longer, of course, including full breakfast daily, and you get a desert safari with a barbecue dinner and a free shuttle bus to the Louvre Museum, Ferrari World, Water World, etc. And that is under $2,000. Wow. So there mm. you go. There's hey. some great stuff. And there's some lovely little Norfolk Island apartment packages as well that if you book by 4 July, lead in again from that. It's around 1300 for a, a seven-night package with your seven-day car hire, accommodation, welcome dinner, and transfers as well. What so a lot. lot.
0: Um. A cornucopia of deals. cornucopia. Oh, I love
1: that, Jay. That's a good way to finish the program today. A cornucopia. Thank you, Sally
0: Lucas. Thank you, Jay. And we'll talk travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM.
1: Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel.